0: Joey's been on the podcast with his partner before, Russ Morgan, and you can find that as episode three thirty nine and we talked at that time about understanding your personality, understand your path it was a great conversation there's a lot of value there. so I'm going to have a link to that episode in the show notes. But more importantly, Joey has offered everybody some great resources. so if you go to Wealth Without Wall Street dot com slash REI mastermind. You're going to find uh, quite a bit of content there as they are offering quite a bit of resources. So Joey, I really appreciate your time here today.
1: Jack, it's always a pleasure to be around like-minded people. And I think you even mentioned this to me, but the five people you spend the most time around increase your mindset. And yeah, so it's always good to be with you.
0: So we're going to be talking about, getting off the base and getting out of that procrastination or taking that massive action that I think everybody has to do. And you have a number of stories associated with students that you've seen some success regarding. And since the last time we talked, it sounds like your business has almost doubled. So this is going to be really interesting.
1: Oh man. it. I'll tell you this. There's not a shortage of people that want financial freedom. Right. If you're sitting there right now and you're listening to this, you're saying, I'm tired of trading time for money. I'm tired of not being able to say yes to my kids for their various different activities that they're involved in. Or I have to find some other way to ask off just so I don't piss off my boss and all these things. Like those are, that's not freedom. Right. Those are things that feel like constriction on our lives. And there's so many things if we really dream about what financial freedom could look like for us, it gets very exciting, but you gotta get, you have to find some way to take action to get out of that position. And so our business has grown because people are looking for exactly what we're talking
0: about. Yeah. We talked initially about that analysis paralysis that everybody experiences and there's, and I've even mentioned that I have had people reach out to me saying that they find the show and they'll start listening from the very beginning, um, which is great. And I'm flattered by that. But after almost 500 episodes, it's a little concerning that they haven't taken those initial steps yet. So have you found any tips or strategies that you can relay to people on how to break that analysis paralysis cycle?
1: So think about it this way. And I think we may have talked about this last time. Forgive me if I did. But knowing who you are as an investor should always predate what you invest in. And I think that's the problem is that Wall Street has actually taught us to think about what is the investment, right? What's the ROI on that investment? How much can I get interest on this investment? And they don't ever think about who they are as an investor. And what I mean by that is God has created you to be unique in the way you see the world, in your experiences, in your resources, in the time that you have, in the money that you have, like the network that you have. All those things should dictate to you what you invest in, but but we never even consider those almost. It's almost like, oh, well, I heard that multifamily is a good investment, so how can I get involved? Are you sure that is really what you should be investing in? Is that really going to get you the end result that you want? And so what we, at least what we've done, Jack, and I can't speak for everybody, is that we've created a process that people can follow that has yielded very quick action steps for people, but it's not because we're just like, yeah, go out there and conquer the world. Like there's times you need to have motivation and sometimes just being in around around the right people does that but i think a lot of the things that are keeping people back is cutting through the noise right if so someone listened to your all 500 of your episodes they might be in overwhelm like all these things sound good to me all of these things sound like i want to get involved in it but i know i can't do all of them so i can't do any of them like they just and stall And so, what I would say is the first step to making sure that you're taking massive action is to zoom out and not look at investments, but think about what is the what does financial freedom look like to you? What would you if you were there today? Like bring the future to the present. If you're financially free today, what would your day look like? Who would you be? What would you be doing or not doing? In some cases, it's I want to get away from certain things versus I want to go do certain things. And what would you have? And that's what we built a course on this. We call it the passport challenge. And it's literally if I could put on paper what financial freedom looked like for me, it would have these key aspects. And then if we can get clear on that, man, we can start to cut through the noise and start determining what things have to be in place to get there. Does that make sense?
0: That makes a lot of sense. It it also drives to the concept that for the most part, unless you're really interested in a particular aspect, you're not going to stick with it and follow through with it. And that's part of the, if you find that you're procrastinating on some things, it's likely because you're frankly, it's a way for your, you to tell telling yourself that maybe this isn't for you.
1: Exactly. I'll I'll give you an example of what you just said. My business partner, Russ, you guys met him in the last episode we did. He invested in a a condo like 15 years ago. And it was somebody, a, a friend of his said, hey, man, it's a great deal. You can buy it below market. We can flip it in six months. They're going for much higher and it's going to be a great deal. This was 2007. So he bought the condo. He couldn't flip it because the values dropped. Immediately almost. And so he had to just rent it on a long term basis. And so he was making some cash flow every month, but it was fully being managed by somebody else. And it was just this thing in the background. If Russ, he's a super influential guy. He loves to be involved in things. He wants to be an active kind of advisor in businesses and things like that. And if you, you can imagine he had this little condo. It was over here making a couple hundred bucks a month or whatever it was. He was not excited about that investment. Was it a good investment? It was okay, but it wasn't something he was interested in. And what happened from that point is he just didn't invest in a whole lot after that because he just associated this. If this is what it's like, I don't really want to do it. It's really dumb. And it stalled. In my opinion, it stalled his investing journey for probably about a good 10 years. And and so to your point, like find things you're interested in so you'll engage with it so that it will potentially continue to snowball into bigger and better things.
0: Do you have an example of, of some of the people that have approached you regarding coming in with that mindset? They found their niche and their business took off.
1: And I'll, I'll tell you what, these are the things that get me fired up the most about our community. And I know you, you probably get a lot of the same things when people listen to your show and they take action and then they share with you what they did and what the results were like that makes all of this worth it because putting on a podcast, building a YouTube page, right? Building a, a we have an app with over 7,000 users that we had to build that it's all work. It's a lot of work. And And so sometimes it can be like, man, I hope it's making an impact. But you hear these stories and I'll just share with you uh, this one guy, Rick. He joined our community. It must have been last or like early fall, August, September, something like that. He got involved through the podcast. He started listening and he got really fired up. So he met with one of our coaches. He started walking through this process that I'm talking to you about, right? He got clear on his vision. He took that passport challenge. He started his own Cash flow system through infinite banking. We, we are trained professionals in that area. And then he immediately said, I'm the kind of investor that would love this land flipping idea. And so he got involved in the land geek is one of the people that we uh, recommend because we've done business with them ourselves.
0: He's been on the show.
1: Yeah. Mark Podolsky, right?
0: Yep. Yeah, I know Mark.
1: So, so there's a brilliant business strategy and so this gentleman, Rick, got involved in late fall, probably September, October, in the Land Geek process. He attended our Inner Circle Live event that we did here in Birmingham, Alabama in January. And when I met him in person, he was like, man, he's Joey. I can't tell you what it means to be around all these like-minded people who are seeking financial freedom. He's, I've been just trying to figure out a way just to get out of my job. But being around all these people and hearing their stories and their perspectives has totally changed my mindset is, I'm even wondering, why don't I just buy this company that I work for? Because I feel like I could run it better than them anyway. It's a $50 million company. I'll just buy it. And I was just like, wow, that is super amazing that his mind, like he had this cap or lid on what he was thinking and it's just been blown off. Being at this event, being around these people, we call it the Wealth Without Wall Street tribe. It's a tribe of people in the same, going in the same direction. And he didn't end up buying that company, but what he did is because he was in that room, he was in the the right places, and he was using his investor DNA. He started doing big subdivides on three hundred acre parcels. And using his construction background, that was his background for 25 years. He applied that to this and he messaged me not three months after our event. This was probably late March. And he said, Joey, I went ahead and I wanted to make sure you aware that today was my last day at work. Is I moved up my financial freedom date at least nine months because I was at your event and because I took massive action. I created a way for me to replace my income by um, doing these subdivides. I now have more in the pipeline uh in terms of income than I would have made all of last year, and he said that's not the only thing he said what that means for me is I can actually take my son to breakfast now. He's like he woke up this morning and he wanted donuts, so we went and got donuts and We've not been able to do that in, I can't remember how long. It's like my wife had a business event over in Orlando and me and my son went with her and we got to spend three days without having to rush back to to get to something that I had to do for work because I was free to have my calendar and do what I wanted to do with it. I don't know if you get, I, I get chills by that because it is a, it is now a potential generational change that his son is experiencing his father in a different way than he did before and just knowing he took the action it wasn't something i did but it was something he did he took massive action he quit sitting on the sidelines and man what a difference that's going to make for him
0: one of the things that just that piqued my ear there for a second is that you talked about him moving his financial freedom date up. Is that part of your process, defining that date?
1: So here's the beauty of this whole process. If I can do the math, it's a simple formula, right? And you probably referenced this on your episodes a million times. The Robert Kiyosaki example or definition of financial freedom is when your passive income exceeds your monthly expenses. So it's a easy math problem. In fact, if you're listening to this for the first time and you say, okay, I don't even know how close am I to financial freedom? Take, what do you have coming in right now that's mailbox money, that's passive income that doesn't require you to go to work for? Is it a thousand dollars a month? I don't know. L- Let's just use that as an example. And let's say your expenses every month, you are currently 10% of the way to financial freedom, right? So d- do the math right now. Take what are you making right now passively and compare it against your monthly expenses. And that'll tell you how close you are. Now you can do the math and say, what's that Delta? If it's $9,000 a month, what are the things I'm going to invest in that will get me that extra 9,000 per month? And if you already know, again, what sort of investor you are and what sort of things have been working for you so far, You can go ahead and project out how fast could I get there? And that's where you can start setting the date because Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, Jack, but if someone gives me 30 days to get a project accomplished, when do you think I'm going to pick up and start working on that project? 29. If I'm lucky, right? (laughs) Just go back to your school days and your teacher gave you a, a book report or a science experiment or whatever it was. We mm-hmm. always were waiting till the last day to get it done. But if you go ahead and you build out this plan and you say, man, I'm going to be financially free in 36 months, you can start backing into what's it going to take for me to get to 20% passive income to month expenses? What's it going to take for me to get to 50%? And you start building in those milestones and you surround yourself with an accountability group, right? The, the tribe of people that are doing the same thing. And you can say, hey, I'm putting this out there. I'm going to be at 50% of my goal by the end of this year. And you get people saying, okay, how are you going to do it? And that just builds accountability because what's important to you, you will track. But if you want to have exponential results, you will track and report. And I think that's really a a key thing about being in the right community.
0: Just to remind everybody, wealthwithoutwallstreet.com slash REI Mastermind to take advantage of some of those resources Joey has put forth for everybody. And if you found some value in today's episode so far, do us a quick favor and share it with one of your investor friends. So Joey, one of the things that you also alluded to is the concept what I call picture perfect to define what your picture perfect life is. In fact, I use this when I'm talking to a distressed seller, I have them give me a, what's their picture-perfect situation? If they can be out from under this property, what would that mean to them? But in this, in what you're talking about is painting your own picture-perfect world, what do you want to target? Because as far as I'm concerned, until we define some of this, that's when it becomes a target. Otherwise, it's just a dream.
1: Exactly. And I think financial freedom is a buzzword, but a buzzword doesn't motivate you. Right. What does motivate you is if I could go back to the example of Rick, my friend, going being able to go to grab donuts with my son on the morning on a Wednesday morning because we can. Mm-hmm. That is an that's an emotional like goal that I can now put out there and say if I was financially free I could do that without it. I can. not That to, says okay, this is worth it. Whenever I'm going through the process of learning what to invest in, how to invest, that's not, it's hard work, right? And there's a lot of people around you that are not doing that. And it can be like, why am I spending so much time on this? Why am I spending my nights and weekends researching this, listening to podcasts, meeting up with mentors or going to meetup groups or whatever it may be? If you can't define what is it going to mean to you, you won't do it right? You will just stay back comfortable and go to that nine to five and drive there and drive home and do it over the next day and do it over the next day. And you're not going to have any result, but you got to be able to define those things. Who will I be when I'm financially free? Will I Mm -hmm. be the person that other people will come towards and say, man, can you help? Do I want to be a generous person that can share life experiences with other people if i'm not there today how am i going to get there and so anyway there's a lot more to it but i think you have to tie the why and and the how things will be different to your ultimate goal
0: yeah and i think a lot of people will when they do this exercise it might be for the first time to actually and you really need to be honest with yourself i i know that we have a tendency of Putting down things or going through this exercise initially with what you think society or what you think you're supposed to put down yes. versus your core driving reasons,
1: one hundred percent. And the other thing I'll add to this is, we have lost the ability to dream. I believe that one hundred percent. Like if you're if you've been in uh, the career world for any length of time, you've almost You've given up on things. Like, if you think back to when you were in high school, you had big dreams about what was possible. Am I right, Jack?
0: No. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I mean, you, you had like earth shattering ideas and things that you thought, man, it would be so cool if I could fill in the blank. And now you're 30 or you're 35 or you're 45 or whatever the age is. And if I said, man. What is one thing that you would just love to be doing right now? It's hard sometimes to even come up with what that is because you're just like, yeah, I've given up. And that's the thing I want to call people out of is we built that passport challenge course. It's free because it helps you to dream again. It helps you to start. You have to slow down and you have to, like you said, you have to be honest and you have to say, Not what does everybody else say is the right thing, but what is, what would it look like for me and for my family, right? You and your spouse can do this, the same thing together. And it takes some courage because you don't want to put something out there that you don't achieve. It feels like failure. But what I would encourage you to say is, man, if you're not failing forward right now, you're going backwards. There's no question.
0: That's a good tip regarding taking one of these quizzes or something with your spouse. I took a personality test, not well, it's been quite a while ago now. And I had my wife sit there with me while I was taking it. And she called me on a few things as I was filling this out, because again, you fall into this, this concept of what you should, how you should answer instead of the actual situation. I think I got much better results because
1: of it. That's such a great point. And man, Your spouse is so critical in this process. You want to talk about accountability, right? If you sit down and you actually map out, man, what would it look like? Now you got somebody else buying in with you and saying, hey, um, I know you have to work tonight on this course or in this meetup group because that's going to help us get to where we said we wanted to go, right? Without it, Mm -hmm. you may feel like some pressure or some friction, from that spouse, because you know, it's important, but they don't, they don't see how this is actually helping to spend more time with you. And we had another guy in our community. He ran a Jimmy John's franchise in Colorado. And he actually also, I forget if they worked for like a FedEx or something like that. So he had these two things going on and he was like, man, but this is killing me. Like these, this is a lot of time. And he started to work one, he added one other thing and that was land flipping. He started, this is another land flipping story, unfortunately, but he started that doing it before or after work. And he said, man, it was worth it to trade two years of those nights and weekends to get back now all of his time. He's a hundred percent financially free. He runs that land flipping business about five to 10 hours a week. And he's able to travel the world with his little girl and his wife. And it was worth it to him. He traded those few, those two, two years to get all of his years back.
0: I'm going to go back to something you said earlier regarding that achieving your financial freedom goal. And I'm, maybe I'm going to say and talk about this because maybe it will help somebody in the fact that I actually created a list of all of the outstanding, uh, monthly expenses so the electric bill the internet the whatever i just made a complete list of everything that i had that was going out on a monthly basis and every time i acquired something that was passive i got to cross out one of those items on that list it's a it was a way for me to celebrate that achievement and as i was working through that list then it, it was those milestones really helped me as i was working through the process
1: what a great tip. Yeah, if you're not tying something tangible to your accomplishments, that's super cool. It's, you could say, "Man, this property I bought on XYZ Street pays for these three expenses." And what's the yep. next property going to pay for? That's such a great tip. Mm-hmm.
0: So, if you want to relearn and get regain your ability to dream, I'm going to point everybody to, you, to the website again, slash rei mastermind But Joey, again, this has been a great conversation. Unlike the previous episode, though, I have a list of rapid-fire questions I'd like to throw at you as we end out this episode. All right. So first of all, here's your chance to bust a real estate or business-related myth that kind of drives you a little crazy. What would it be? Get on that soapbox.
1: Oh, man. There's so many possible ones. I think the biggest thing is that you can't do it yourself, right? This is a wall street mindset that you're not smart enough to invest and you need to, uh, entrust that to someone else, a money manager. Maybe it's an operator or syndicator. Like you, you can't do this on your own and you need to have someone else do it for you. That's a lie. In fact, I would say there's nothing else in your life that you would give up and abdicate that was more important than this right it's crazy that we've been taught that and that we just knowingly just do it because it's a mindset and so i would encourage you continue to uh, to educate yourself through things like this podcast and say man this is definitely something i can do and i should do i'm a steward of all the things that i've been given and if i'm not actively becoming a better investor every day what am i doing i'm really be irresponsible. You
0: earlier, when you were talking about we forget our how to dream, it goes back to the concept that I think we've been trained that way from the very beginning. We go through public school. As far as I'm concerned, a lot of the industries or the a lot of the set that we're typically that, that initial path is training to be the cog in somebody else's wheel right from the start.
1: One hundred percent, I know we don't have time to get into my soapbox on education, but we homeschool our five five daughters for that very reason. We do too yeah i I do not want my children to see themselves as just being groomed for someone else's industrialized employment and man it it, it affects all those things we're talking about. Your mindset is shaped and through your education, however that is. And I would rather be in charge of doing that for my daughters.
0: Yep. Can't agree more. What book would you recommend everybody checking out or what are you reading right now?
1: And I'll tell you what, two things I'll share, and I may have sent this the last time, so forgive me if I did, but Become Your Own Banker by R. Nelson Nash is the foundation, it's the bedrock by which I became an investor. I never would have been in that position if I had not learned the things I learned in that book, because I had to take back access and control of my own capital. And that book really taught me that. But just on a personal level, I'm actually, it's got here right on my desk, the book Trust by Henry Cloud. It's fascinating. He's very much a relationship counselor, but he also applies it to business. And just thinking through, How you and I are designed to trust um, and then breaking down what are the factors that go into that. If you're an investor of any sort and you're going to be raising capital in any form or fashion, I highly recommend it. I'm only probably six or seven chapters in, but so far the content is really valuable to think about, man, what does it take for someone to trust me with their capital to do deals together and how can I best like put myself in a position to be trusted. It's a really good book.
0: Changing uh, topics a little bit. What is one tool you can't seem to live without whether it's personal or business?
1: One of the things we did uh, probably four or five years ago was we got um, connected to a company called culture index and cultureindex.com, I believe is that uh, the website But we use it. It's a personality profile system, but it also tracks things as it pertains to employment, like dealing with how how autonomous someone is, how they see the world, are do they want to be on a team, do they want to be solo, are they really driven by being around people, or would they rather be on their own? How what's their pace like? Are they fast paced, are they slow and steady? And how likely are they to follow a process? Those are things I never could find in a disc profile or um, Colby or what a, one of those type of things. And so we use it for our hiring. We use it for our mastermind members. It really helps us to connect with people at the best possible level that I've found so far. And to make sure that we're building our team with the right people that are right fitted for the jobs and the positions that we have. So I don't know, to me, it's super fascinating and it's been very helpful to us.
0: That's awesome. If you could go back in time and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would it be?
1: I, I wouldn't do more of what we're talking about today. You don't give up on the dreams. In fact, be if I had known and really implemented financial freedom when I was in high school and college, which by the way, I'm doing that. My daughter is 17 And she has her own land flipping business. She's already had it for a year and she's that, why would I need to go to college at this point? I already know, I've already built a business with an income stream that most of my friends will never get at working part-time job, you know, somewhere uh, at a fast food restaurant or whatever. And I'm working like three hours a week, five hours a week. It's a really, so it's changed the way she sees the world. I wish somebody had taught me to look at it in just that simple formula. If you could just create some passive income to cover your expenses, your time will never be someone else's. It's always going to be yours. And what can you do for the world if it's all your time? That that would have been just really earth shattering for me.
0: Yeah, my proud dad moment. It, it sounds like you have a situation like this as well. As my my daughter has been saving. She's got a a part time job right now, but she's been saving every penny. And a lot of kids her age would be saving the pennies for that first car or what have you. No, she's set on getting a duplex or a fourplex or something. That's what she wants.
1: <laughs> I love that. That just makes you just smile from ear to ear, doesn't it? Yeah, it does.
0: So you have 60 seconds to give everybody a tip or trick that they can implement today to have an impact on their
1: business. What would it be? All right. This is what I would say. Do exactly what we've been talking about so far. Get clear on who you are and what you're looking for, right? Get to know your investor DNA. That, that's the thing that I would say is probably the immediate action. Because that proof, that passport challenge takes time, right? To sit down and dream, it does take time. But one thing you could do is you can literally go to that website we talked about, uh, com forward slash REI mastermind. And you can get access to our investor DNA profile. I think it's $99. Forgive me if I got that wrong on the price, but it literally will tell you what sort of passive income ideas best match with your personality. If you know that, it will take the overwhelm from men. There's a hundred different ideas down to there's two I need to focus on. And that will help you to take massive action today and get down the road to financial freedom.
0: So, I need to put this into perspective for everybody for a second, because you just said it's roughly $99, whatever that is. I don't want people to balk at that because there is a point where you need to decide and take, make this as an, inv- see this as an investment. This is vital information that you could take part of. It's a very small amount when you consider it. It's either that or go to your local restaurant for an evening. It's that simple, something that's temporary or something that could be long-term impactful. So this isn't an expense. It's an investment and see it as such.
1: And even think about it this way, Jack. People say, what does it cost? The opposite question you should always be asking yourself is what does it cost if I don't do it? Mm -hmm. Right. What does it cost me if I don't know what sort of investor I am? It is, there's an amazing amount of possible costs, right? One, not investing for years. So time, how, in, how incredibly expensive is time if it means I can't be financially free for 10 more years? Or what about the cost of investing in the wrong deals? Because I never figured out which one were right for me. There's massive costs. So your point, I'll always, that's just a takeaway from this episode. What is, instead of always asking, what's the cost of everything? What's the cost of not doing it? and and weigh that out.
0: Joey, is there a question or concept you wish we would have covered here today?
1: Today? Man, I I feel like we covered a lot of ground, so I'm actually really pleased. And like I said, Jack, it's always really cool to hear uh, what you're doing in your family and in your business and how you're giving back through this podcast. So it's really a pleasure to be here.
0: Again, one last time, wealthwithoutwallstreet.com slash REI Mastermind really appreciate it. Joey, you're welcome back anytime. I hope you'll see you again very soon.
1: I I look forward to it.
0: If you learned at least one actionable step to incorporate into your real estate investing, if so, please consider returning some of that value by leaving a positive review, subscribing to our YouTube channel, or joining our growing network on Facebook and Twitter. You can find links to all of our social media accounts in the show
1: notes. See you next time.